across, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Non. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett and or Matt Miazga Fancast. Speak for yourself. Hosted by Scott Bedgood and Brian Fleischer. Brian, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Are you excited about our new direction as a Matt Miazga fan? Uh, podcast. It's just going to be all Matt Miazga all the time. I mean, he's a Chelsea player. You should be excited he about that. He is, but he's like one of like 400 Chelsea players never out play on for loan. Chelsea, yeah. I think he might have one appearance for Chelsea in yeah. like a in the Car- Carabao Caribou Cup. No, Carabao. Speaking of Caribou Cup, I think we need to correct something from last episode. I think you need to correct something from <laughs> last episode. So, throughout all of last episode, we were referring to it as the UEFA Super League. Because you called it that. Well, because you, I was joking I, around like before, like it's the super ultra ultimate league of UEFA. And we were joking around. And then in my head, it just got stuck with Super League. But it's actually called the UEFA Nations League. So if you were Googling UEFA Super League, you were probably you out were of probably luck. Probably very confused. The UEFA Nations League is what it was called. And new to, name still super spare. <laughs> super spare to give you guys an update. As you can tell, many teams are taking this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Croatia, who was just in the World Cup finals, mm-hmm. got as you called it, smacked by Spain six zero. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else big lost pretty or so, another big uh, team. I thought Switzerland beat Iceland like six zero. Yes, well. that was the other one I and saw. And then and then Iceland lost three zero to Belgium. So remember when I said this is a competition that Iceland could mess around and yes, win? Yes, this is not going well. Um, the other scores I see, Luxembourg, who probably doesn't get very many wins because no, they're usually tasked with playing bigger teams. They played San Marino and won 3-0. Poor San Marino can't even win in the Nations League. Ooh, the real barn burner, Moldova and Belarus, nil-nil. Ooh. How many people do you think were there? Oh, I don't even have a guess. Five? hundred? Oh, this is interesting for uh, geography fans. Andorra. Do you know where Andorra is? Um, it's in Europe. Okay, all of these teams are in Europe. Oh, okay. No, no, not specifically. It is between Spain and France, and you might be thinking, how's there a country between Spain and France? It's Mm -hmm. just like a little circle on the middle of the border between Spain and France and the Mm -hmm. mountains, and there's like 50,000 people that live there. They tied Kazakhstan, the massive country, Mm -hmm. one-on. So that's exciting. Kazakhstan. Is that famous for Borat? Borat? Well, I, I I would like to think that they... Fictional character? They would claim other... Yeah, have some other claims. Well, to fame. I'm sure they have many famous. Uh, it is where the Russian cosmonauts launch into space because there's a lot of land there. Kosovo beat the Faroe Islands 2 0. We're really starting off this podcast <laughs> with the most interesting <laughs> facts. No, well, what we were talking about, we did spend the, la- the greater part of the last episode talking about the Nations League. Yes. And did. so we have to update everyone on the progress. And it, and it seems like. Not being taken seriously. No, it seems like everybody's kind of like. Although the English fans were very upset about their losses. Yeah, they were really. It seemed to be really into it, and seemed like a decent crowd. And I didn't watch the game. I just saw the the disallowed goal, and I saw there was a lot of 
fans behind the goal that seemed to get it, really into it. And, and I saw a lot of people on the interwebs that were very upset. Very upset. It should not have been disallowed, blah, blah, blah. Um, Gibraltar, you know, Gibraltar, the, uh-huh. the, the, the rock. The rock of. of uh, famous for its rock. Which is also famous because their national team is full of like plumbers and accountants. And Sounds stuff. like Iceland. Well, yeah, but this is even more like not professional. Okay. Like it's an extremely small country. Um, and they, they lost two out of Liechtenstein. So. Where's that? Mr. Uh, Geography. It's in Europe. Okay. All these teams are in Europe. It's uh, between, I believe, like Germany and France, kind of northern Germany. I get Liechtenstein and Luxembourg mixed up. I'm going to say that they border each other, but that might not be true. (laughs) Anyway, the real interesting thing was the two matches from the USMNT. Yes. Which stands for what? U.S. Men's National Team. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. The yes, the U.S. played Brazil, lost two mm-hmm. zero, yes. and then they played Mexico and lost or no, one, one 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 to nothing. Of course, so that was good. It was, but now I watched probably a little bit more than you. I didn't watch. I wasn't like it's a pretty boring game. I wasn't on both games. I wasn't like seriously locked in, but right. I was. It was on, and I was you know watching. I started the Mexico game about twenty minutes late because I kind of forgot about it. Did watch the entire Brazil match last Friday night, um, as was expected. Brazil kind of had their A team. Yeah, and, that was a good team they had out there. The U.S. had a lot of young players, um, and Brazil dominated. Um, Anthony Robinson on the left, playing left back, gave Douglas Costa way too much room. Yeah, um, on the wing, he, and he just. Made one move and was gone. Costa burned him. Burned him. Made a beautiful cross and Firmino. Bobby Firmino at the Firmino. Yeah. Which which a lot of people were just immediately ripping Chiche because Firmino and Costa were the two players that he refused to start in the World Cup. Yeah. And well, now it was against a bunch of no, 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 nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year olds. Both were playing well yeah. in the World Cup, and he wouldn't start them. And then, of course, the like within ten minutes or it was a really early goal, yeah. wasn't it? Um, it was in yeah, probably first... twenty, fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but I just saw a, a wave, another wave of criticism online of Chiche, just like, okay, really, like, yeah, you finally do this in a friendly and see how it works. But yeah, you're right; it was against kind of the U twenty three team of the U S. But that's the team that we expect to be playing for the World Cup in the next few years. Obviously, minus Christian Pulisic, mm-hmm. who was not there. Yeah. Um, it, then they will trap. Got hard done by a dive in the box. He kind of put his hand. He made a move. Have you seen the penalty? Yeah, yeah. It, there was contact. It was like, really light on the guy's shoulder, and then he went. He took another step or two and went yeah, flying. Yeah, it was kind of a. It was a weak call. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do wonder if that's not in the box. Is it just let go? Like yeah. incidental contact. Yeah. But because in the box, it's a heightened like. Ooh, like was that a penalty? I don't know. It's it wasn't enough to to call a penalty. I don't think. And but, and you had also in the first half the very funny um, DeAndre Yedlin moment with Neymar. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, he he, he was called for a foul on Neymar, and yeah. he asked the ref, "Did you watch the World Cup?" <laughs> Which, of course, the quick answer back from any Brazilian fan or anything is like, yeah, you did watch the World Cup, <laughs> yes, DeAndre, because you weren't there. Yeah. Now, they, they they played much better in the second half. Um, Tim Weah got on. Um, Anthony Robinson, after starting very shaky, settled down a little bit and, and 
You like his better. name. I do. I, I was going to point... Did I point this out in the last episode? No, you Be- said it... Um, after. It's yeah. the most English-sounding name. A-N-T-O-N-E-E. Antony. Antony. Everton player. On loan... Went on loan to... I just looked at this, so this is why I know this, but Everton player went on loan, played 30... Had 30 appearances for Bolton. Okay. And then now is at Wigan. Antony is uh, one of those British names like Gareth mm-hmm. that's so close to an American name, <laughs> but just enough off where you're like, whoa, that's, that's really weird. Like, sounds odd saying it with an American accent. Yes, yes. Antony. And he played he played much better in the uh, Mexico game. I believe he had the assist on the Tyler Adams goal. So it does a pretty good goal yeah. by Adams. So he um he did settle down, but he was real shaky in the beginning. Um, was giving Costa, like we said, way too much space mm-hmm. on the wing and just he was getting torched. The bit of the game I saw was the last probably 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of when Brazil was like, hey, why don't we just pass it around? Yeah. So it was a lot of Brazil wasn't really just trying to score, but I was impressed by the. I don't know, energy or enthusiasm of some of the players out there. Like there was just a youthfulness. Obviously we knew there'd be a youthfulness, but Mm -hmm. like there was, there was, there was excitement on the field. I thought, because it seemed like a lot of those players were there, like really trying to prove themselves and really trying to make plays. Um, So there was, there was positivity in the part I saw. There was a great cross um, that uh, that almost was put in like towards the end. Yeah, Weston McKinney had a few chances. Yeah, I think it was McKinney. Yeah. Um, that that well, on a free kick and then on another cross, I think where mm-hmm. he he did have a few chances and either just missed it or he, he got a foot on it and it went wide, just deflected it wide. So yeah, you, you have to think though uh, the the interim coach. I don't understand the idea of putting just Zardes up top. He did this against Mexico as well, and uh, it wasn't until a change was made that the U.S. scored mm-hmm. or was doing anything. I, I, the, Zardes, we know, as we said, we know who he is. He's yeah. not really – he's not He's not good enough, really. But apparently he's had a great season in MLS this year. Right, like He right. scored more goals this year It took than he's had yeah, – he's think, having a career year in MLS. I think he MLS. has same, like, goals and assists yeah, as well. Yeah, so he's, he's playing but, really well. But I, I also just don't think he's uh, – the singular striker. I don't think he should be the top striker. Maybe that's yeah. what he plays in MLS, but I know that for the U.S. team, that's not his best position. I really don't know what his best position is, but uh, I, I don't. I don't think that the U.S. should be playing with a one striker. But again, it's not even the coach that the U.S. is going to have in mm-hmm. the future, so it's really hard to really talk about tactics or worry about that. Plus, no Pulisic, no guy, no number ten that that would be running things from the middle anyway yeah so it's kind of hard to, to judge any of it. it's kind of easier to just to judge on individual performances that we liked or didn't like um as opposed to just kind of the whole team aspect um but uh we i really liked matt miazga calling a guy short that was fun <laughs> six foot four matt miazga and five foot five diego Linus. Linus, who he looks pretty good. Might have something. They might. They might. They might be having eighteen-year-old from and, America. Him and El Choki out there. <laughs> you love saying that name. I'm just saying that that Mexico might be pretty dangerous for a while if they've got. They're without a. Out. They're without a coach too. I don't know what they're. I mean, I know. Um, Osorio. Osorio went to Paraguay, which is a weird. Which is a weird move, move I guess. But you know what? He was going to build something there. He's gonna. It's going to take some time. Um, 
and it's obviously really hard to qualify um, from that region, but, you know, more power to them. I know. That's what I thought was interesting. Why would you pick a team like Paraguay, who is in Conmebol, with a much more difficult task ahead of him? You got to beat, you got to qualify. Obviously, Brazil, Argentina, those are the top teams, but I mean, Chile didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. And they're really good. And mm-hmm. they they won the uh, Copa America, Copa, Copa, yeah. Cent- Copa Centenario. Yeah. They won both of them. Yes. Yes. And qualified for last World Cup, correct? Yeah. 20, they're, they're 2014. Yeah. They're, team. They're, Alexis yeah. Sanchez and Arturo mm-hmm. Vidal and yep. Gary Medell. Yeah. Uh, they're really good and they didn't qualify out of South America. Yeah. So that's an interesting choice from Osorio. But yeah, US and Mexico don't have a coach. So it, I don't know what you can really learn from that matchup, yeah. but it was fun to see the the rivalry kind of reignited with younger players, yeah, and having you know that that um, I don't know animosity towards each other, and then there being a red card like right after that. Yeah, it was Mexico again. This is when I started twenty minutes late, so I didn't I didn't watch the first twenty minutes of this one. Um, but what I did watch, Mexico was definitely the more dominant team for most of the game. Um, what really switched it was Miazga getting in Lanez's face. And then, like you said, maybe five minutes later, they get the red. The player loses his footing a little bit and comes over the ball. And I guess it was Trap really gets one right. It could yeah. have broken his leg. It was very dangerous. The ball, going over the ball kind of aided the, uh, made, it, made it look even worse. Yeah, kind of rolled his, his whole leg into yeah. Traps leg. I think. I think a lot of it though was the game was boiling over too. So mm-hmm. maybe the ref's idea was the player was being too aggressive anyway. Yeah. They were talking about the referee too. That he was um, one of he was at the World Cup and he was one of the better referees at the World. I don't remember where he was from, um, but he was um, the U.S. announcers, the English announcers, were at least saying that he was at the World Cup and one of the better uh, referees at at the at the tournament so um he knew what he was doing he he took control of the game and, and really after that point is when the u.s really where it kind of flipped um you know mexico played back and um and the u.s just kind of had a had a nice few uh runs on goal but culminating in the beautiful tyler adams goal yeah, that was a good goal. It was well taken. It was a good cross. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice to see young guys get on the score score sheet for mm-hmm. the first time in in their U.S. careers, and to do it against Mexico. Like, the, there's a lot of positivity, I think, growing in the national team with some of these young guys. But it's really important to get a coach in, and I don't really understand what the they they is. last week I think and it was right before we recorded last week actually I think um, uh, it came out that Ernie Stewart that's who the GM is right okay former U.S. men's national team player E A R N I E so he's the uh, GM of what of U.S. soccer they hired a GM oh okay. and so he's in the process of coming up with his um, ideal candidate kind of the bullet points we like still the, haven't figured this out well maybe he has he just hasn't really released it and then once he comes up with that and trying to find people who are going to meet those qualifications then he will interview those one two three people and make a decision i believe they said that they want to have a decision and a coach before the end of the year which would be good um 
again, this um, I'm going off of memory from last week, but I believe he said he wants him English to be oh his first language. his first language or, or at least fluent a in fluent in English. I saw that. Yeah. Um, he oh, also, I know what you're talking about. I saw this exactly. Also yeah. wants him to live in Chicago or be in Chicago very regularly. Like I, apparently they in the in the quote, um, whoever was writing it said it was kind of a. A, a shot at Bruce Arena and um, uh, what's his name? Klinsman? Jürgen Klinsmann. That where he said, based? "Yeah, it, you know, they want people in the office. They don't want skyping from the beach, you know, on for meetings and and things like that." So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I get I get some of that, but I'm also like, not not like beggars can't be choosers, but like. Do we really need to limit our candidates that much? Yeah, I don't know if it was really. It was implied that they want them in Chicago, right? More in it, and it was also implied that more than the previous two right managers I mean, I, were. I get that because it was something to, like we want a manager here, not one from the beach or not one so who. Are we just gonna hire Bob Bradley again? Would that be that bad? His name was brought up on the broadcast along with. Uh, there's another guy who's the favorite, uh, Greg Ber- Berhalter. Um, who I know the name, I don't really know too okay. much about. I think he's the Columbus Crew head coach. Could wow. be making that up. You really, you need to. You need to. You got your computer right there. Yeah, B E R H A. It'll come in. G R E G. B E R H A G. No, Burhalter. I don't know. You didn't give me a first name. Oh, Greg. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, with two G's. Greg Berhalter. Yeah, he's the Columbus Yeah, coach. I believe he is the one who is the... What about Peter Vermes? That's another name that's come up. I uh, I know Peter Vermes personally. I've interviewed him once about... So that, so about, that means you know him? About futsal. Futsal. So he's a huge, um, huge futsal believer. So really? I think he should be the coach because if we get our players playing futsal, then we'll beat Brazil. <laughs> that is really bad logic. <laughs> um, prove me wrong. No, uh, yeah, so whatever. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't have any faith in, in the organization, so I'm kind of negative, but, like, I don't really know what, what the plan is, so. They've done, well, apparently they have a plan, and so, they have a they have a GM now. Yeah, so, so great. They have a GM. Awesome. They'll hire somebody awesome. It'll be Bob Bradley. Uh, would that be that bad? I don't know if it would be that bad, but it would just be so U.S. soccer to just like return to like one of three people. Like they did with Bruce, Bruce Arena. Arena. Yeah. So whatever. Um, on a more positive note, let's go right to our hobby talk. Let's go with our hobby we talk. Because we were talking about you had some US, young U.S. players. We were talking young U.S. players. Um, a lot of these guys being so young, um, they don't have a lot of cards despite playing in Europe or in MLS. First, let's talk a little bit about the goal scorer, Tyler Adams, um, New York Red Bulls. He only has 10 cards. His first rookie cards were in uh, 2018 Tops MLS and Tops um, Stadium Club. They're cheap, Scott. You can go get them for about a dollar a piece. I'm going to get them. They're really, really cheap. And he doesn't have any autographs or anything yet uh, or jersey cards. I'm sure that's going to change. Um, Your boy, the new mascot of the pod cast matt miazga matt miazga again he's played for a while chelsea Chelsea. boy um he's only got 11 cards as well um he was in the 16 uh panini adrenaline copa america centenario sticker set um i believe that's a sticker it looks like a sticker yes but again they're cheap 
and he was in a Panini USA Soccer first caps insert set. Panini did a um, USA Soccer set in 16. So, again, those are about $1.50-ish. They're not, not expensive. Bad. He does have autographs in the recently released Panini National Treasures Soccer, and they're selling in the 6 to $15 range. So you can go get We need a Matt Miazga autograph, and we're just going to put it in here as our the patron saint of the podcast, the watcher over of the podcast. Yeah. So And we, we'll make fun of anybody who's short who walks in. <laughs> Speaking of, Diego Lainez. Oh. I did look up him to see if he has anything in our database. He does have one card from the 1718 FIFA 365 set. Um, I was looking for some sales online, and there there hadn't been any yet, but there is a um, a dealer here in the United States who had a few copies, but he wanted, I want to say like $7 a piece, $6.99 a piece. So he is a very highly touted young prospect coming for out of Mexico. Club America. From Club America. Um, the Keeper. Zach Steffen. Some were speculating that he's the new number one. They made some good saves. That he's that he's uh, taken over for Brad Guzon. I'm sure Brad Guzon has other things in mind. But again, he's a guy who only has about ten cards. Like Tyler Adams, his first cards, his first rookie cards were Stadium Club and MLS from 2018. And his are about fifty cents a piece. Like legit. Like they're cheap. Like you can go get a lot of these. You need to buy them in. Bulk, bulk. Can you buy them at like Costco? No, like a you cannot. But you can at the on the Beckett Marketplace. All right, and speaking of buying in bulk, he had a good game against Brazil. Uh, you know, he was he was he was pretty good. Went off with a knee injury that just ended up being a knock in the uh, Mexico game. The great Weston McKinney, the fun cannon, he, the fun cannon. He actually has his first cards, which I think I might have me- mentioned last week. Um, Adrenaline FIFA three sixty five from eighteen nineteen. In his Schalke uniform. Do they say fun cannon on them? No, they do not. Well, you know what? I'll let you know when I get mine in the mail, because I might have purchased 10 of them yesterday. Did you really? I did, at about a dollar a piece, from a seller in England, I believe. England. So they are... I had a $5 coupon on eBay, and I think I paid a dollar a piece, and with shipping, it was... I got out of there for about $10 US, and I have 10... Weston McKinney, if you're nice to me, maybe I'll give you one to put on your on your your shelf next to your Mo Salah and Bobby Firmino Liverpool tops match attacks cards. Yes, my match attacks. Well, yes, yes. Um, so I did go out and buy them. Uh, I did get ten of those. Fun Cannon, by the way, is a Spas Canona. You love your languages. Well, I just wanted you, if, it, if the card says Spas Canona on it, mm-hmm. that's his nickname. Well, it doesn't say that. I guarantee you. And it, it translates say that. to Fun Cannon. I'm 100% sure it does not say that. Um, one guy who's who used to be, you know, who, who we talked about this a little bit in 2014, he was the Christian Pulisic, the Julian Green, who. Apparently really played pretty well. Pretty pretty well against Mexico. Did did really Acquitted well. Acquitted himself well. Yes, he did. And he surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, because he bounced around. He was on the Bayern Munich reserve team and then bounced around in Bundesliga two and all this stuff. He only has thirteen cards despite being around for four or five years. Yeah. Um. Again, fourteen, fifteen match attacks. Bundesliga. That's his first card. Again, you can get them online for about a dollar a piece. They, and I do have some of those. I purchased some of those in 14 or 15. and That investment have, has tripled. <laughs> well, I think it was technically, I think it was $1.15 when I looked at it just before. So, so it's 
the same as when you bought it? More or less, yes. Okay, well. But don't worry about that. But he has some cards out there, and he's cheap because he's kind of... His, forgotten his don't sleep on julian cheap. don't yeah. call him cheap well no his cards are cheap don't sleep on julian green don't sleep but on really the only one what, of these what are guys freddie adu's cards worth um he's got a, a, quite a lot of cards and they're not worth they're le- worth probably less than a dollar in his main ones yeah but because he's played for quite a lot of teams a lot of teams but he's only like 16 22 <laughs> no he's no, I think he's 30 now. No, he's um, not even that old. I think oh he's really gosh. like 26 or 27. He's, he's not really younger. He's, he's really young. He's younger than me. He might be. You might need to look that up. He is younger than you think. I bet you he's under 30. I'm going to say he's 29. Mm-hmm. 29. There we go. Ha. Still. But he's older he, than me. I mean, when did as long he, as Freddie Adu stays older than me my whole life. How old was he when he made his debut? 14. 14. Or that was when we, we first heard, heard of him when he was 14. But didn't he make his debut for uh, DC United when he was 14? Yeah, let's see, fourteen or fifteen? Yeah, um, yep, fourteen. That's really quite amazing, and a lot of pressure for a fourteen-year-old. Why are we getting into Freddie Adu talk? Why not? Uh, he's played for DC United, Real Salt Lake, Benfica, Monaco, Belen, Belen. Now, now it's where it gets a little crazy. Arias, Chai, Chaikor, Rizaspor, Philadelphia Union, mm-hmm. Bahia. Yagodina, Coops, but this is spelled capital K, little U, capital P, capital S, Coops. Okay. And then after that, he went on loan to Khufu 98. They're my favorite. Then Tampa Bay Rowdies, and now on the Las Vegas Lights, where he scored one goal in 13 appearances. There you go. Shout out to... Freddie Adu. Still living the dream. He is. So, yeah, anyway, so that's that's our hobby. That's our hobby. That's our hobby talk for the uh, for the day. And the moral of the story is, boys and girls, these young stars, outside of Pulisic, they're still cheap. You still can go get some. Who knows if you buy cards now for a dollar, they may be worth a dollar fifteen in five years. In five years, like Julian Green, it's a fifteen percent increase, though. It might be better than the stock market. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. There. <laughs> All right, uh, let's run down. The Premier League returns. Finally. Finally. I hate the international break, as much as we love the USMNT. And the Nations League. The Super League. Super League of Nations. Super League of Nations. So I know Tottenham-Liverpool play on Saturday. Big matchup. Chelsea has the Cardiff City. I feel like Chelsea has played outside of Arsenal. I feel like Chelsea has had pretty easy go of it thus far. Was yep, this the fifth game of the year? Yeah, Liverpool's yeah. had a very easy go of it, and now Tottenham's like the first real team they've played. Real Not challenge. Or real, whatever. Tottenham's the hardest team they've played. Yeah. But yeah, they, they've had the easier matchups. Manchester United takes has Watford, which Watford, remember, is top of the table still. So Are they? Right? Yeah. No, they're like... Second or third? They're oh, third. did they? They um, they're still. I think it's goal different. I think they're four and zero, but I think it's Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford. Okay, yeah, but they're all. I'm saying they're all tied on points. Yes. They so are. we have the odd circumstance of Watford playing Manchester United, with Watford being the team ahead of them in the table. <laughs> the favorite? That are I, they the favorite? I don't know. I would favor <laughs> them. I would pick them. Um, and so the, yeah, those are kind of the biggest matchups of the weekend. It's nice to have the Premier League back. Oh, I heard about another Amazon Prime series. Mm. Uh, it is called, I think, the 
four-year plan, mm-hmm. and it's on Queens Park Rangers. Really? Uh, let's see. You're listening to live Googling. live lookups. Yeah. Okay. So it's called the four-year plan. Uh huh. And it is here's the uh, the, the let little, me read you the teaser. Give me the give me the in um, two thousand in two thousand and seven. Queens Park Rangers Football Club, facing relegation and bankruptcy, was rescued by four high-profile billionaires. Told from inside the boardroom, changing rooms, and sidelines, this doc features the boardroom battles, telephone conversations, and private chats that reveal the inside story of the dramatic developments that led to QPR's promotion to the Premier League four years later. It is available on Amazon Prime Video. So that a, sounds pretty interesting. Oh, it, so it's the same. It came out years ago, apparently, but uh, in 2011, I guess, when it came out, when they thought, hey, we'll be in the Premier League forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> and then they were relegated like not that long <laughs> afterwards. But the point is, it's another thing you can watch on Amazon Prime if you'd like up to watch things about football. Travel near, travel far to have a laugh at QPR. Okay. <laughs> You're the one who brought up a... Amazon Prime show from seven years ago. All right, listen. I just saw someone tweeting about it. It sounded interesting. Why was someone tweeting about a QPR it's, documentary it's on Amazon Prime? Does that not sound interesting? It does, and I will probably watch Following it. a team from near bankruptcy to uh, promotion, and mm-hmm. they, I remember they bought a bunch of players when they got to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. It was like, this team's going to be here for, for a long Joey time. Joey Barton there? Yeah, Joey uh, Barton. Because remember, Manchester City's big championship um when they beat Manchester United, wasn't that game against QPR? Uh, it could have been where they scored. Yeah, where they uh, where Aguero scored. Yeah, maybe. I think it was because Joey Barton got sent off. And uh, Ferdinand, yes, I think it was because yeah. I remember seeing Joey Barton. I think exchanging pleasantries as the captain, as they say. Yes. Yeah, I believe I believe he got sent off, and he's like uh, maybe a cult figure in Manchester now because they. Because his, him getting sent off kind of helped them score two or three goals, and like, he was really wheels off. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> he was so. I never off. got to see Roy Keane play, but Roy Keane I, was apparently good. No, I know, but I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, Joey Barton attitude. was like just like the non-good version yeah. of Roy well, Keane. What I really liked, and uh, it became a long-running inside joke between me and uh, one of my friends, is he decided Joey Barton decided to like re. Uh, vamp his image and uh-huh. he became Joseph Barton uh-huh. and he would just tweet like Smith's lyrics <laughs> and like act like he was really intellectual. Uh, he was Joseph Barton, not Joey Barton. And then he got caught up in that huge like gambling yeah. thing that got Big Sam fired. And, and then like... it was like, oh wait, no, this is still Joey Barton. Like <laughs> you can't be Joseph Barton and then suddenly be uh, some intellectual uh... guy. You're still the like <laughs> out of shape like a pub brawler that's playing football professionally yes for qpr yes so anyway joseph barton when we talked about freddie adu and joey barton um, we've, this we, we've this this episode has had it all this episode is as wheels off as joey barton <laughs> i don't know about that well you know all right well we will uh talk to you guys next week we'll have some premier league to talk about fortunately which is always exciting and we're trying to get a guest on to talk a little mls autograph collecting i'm gonna work on that yes, i know we'll, i keep we'll saying i've been that. working on that but we're going to work on that. We have a collector who's a big MLS and autograph collector, soccer autograph collector. So he may have some fan stories of meeting Zlatan, maybe chasing a bus to get David Beckham. 
He does have some good stories. He does. Really good stories. I don't know how many he wants to admit to. Yeah. No, I think he's pretty open. He's pretty we'll open see. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll see if we can get him on. Should we do a secret word right now that Ooh. someone should hear and they could get um, some sort of special giveaway? That sure. we will tweet about. Yeah. The secret word is fun cannon. I knew you were going to say that. I was going to say fun cannon. That is secret words, but or is fun cannon one word? It's fun dash cannon. All right. Tweet us fun cannon. And the fun first cannon. person who tweets us fun cannon will win a soccer package of fun from Scott and I. And I'll, we'll shoot it at you. We'll shoot it. it at you. No, we'll, we'll tweet what the giveaway is. Uh, whatever. We'll find some, some cool... Memorabilia, card, whatever. Yeah. And then the first person to find the secret word, which was fun cannon, and tweet it at us, wins the prize. <laughs> fun cannon. That's a good idea, Scott. Until next week, my friendly Spaskanonens. I don't know how to do plurals in German. Spaskanonens. It's been Bennett like Beckett. I'm Scott. I'm Brian. Sports. Sports. <laughs>